Welcome to Beaver's Movies, James Beaver, back once again, and we have a, a welcome guest, a very welcome guest, a good friend of mine, good friend of yours too, uh, Chris Maxwell is back. The return. I decided to drop the D on, I'm tired of saying it. That's hot, you can, you can drop it. I, I kept saying it. For drop the it longest, like it's hot. For the longest time I just kept calling Chris on Maxwell, and it's just it's such a mouthful. It, it is a mouthful. I'm a mush mouth at times, so I think the best option is... Chris Maxwell. Yeah, well, that that's my actual name. So exactly, there you go. We we, we can go with that. <laughs> yeah, lovely to be back, James. Yes, the uh, yes, the James Corden of podcasting, except for oh, your except fuck. for except for your good. Yeah, I <laughs> fucking hate that fuck. I hate James Corden. Dude. Yeah, I, I just I was thinking about that on the way over. I I was like, man, if I hit him with that, he's gonna hate it. So. Uh, you, you can you can actually hear like the venom coming from my throat. Yeah, immediately. when you, when you mention it, because uh, he's not good. Uh, and in England, he was shoved down your throat. He is here too. Yeah, me, but um, more so in England. From well, what I've heard, whereas yeah. with England, it was everywhere: commercials, yeah. TV shows, movies, and I just—it's one of the reasons why I left the country. <laughs> Ricky Gervais actually took a couple shots at him in his show Afterlife, Good. which I thought was hilarious. Like. One of the women was talking about how she loves James Corden, and he's like, "She's like, he's always working. He's always working. He's like, yeah, as a cab driver mostly." <laughs> exactly. And so today we've decided to up it a bit in some fun. We've kind of spoken about things that we kind of have a mild interest, but today uh, we've decided we're going to do a whole podcast talking about boxing movies. That's right. Before we go into our break, I want you to kind of talk about your love for boxing i kind of want you to like just say a few words on why you enjoy the sweet science you know what i've i've enjoyed boxing from a young age and uh honestly the the sport has kind of dropped in the in the past few years it's not really what it once was like when i first became aware of boxing uh, in the late 80s early 90s mm. it was quite uh it was hot yeah. it was pretty hot and then it kind of it kind of dropped off a bit and now every now and then we'll, you'll see some really good marquee. I would actually like to counterpoint because there's kind of been a resurgence, especially in heavyweight boxing. Recently. Yeah, yes, very recently. Very recently. Like in yes. the past year or two, you've got like the Deontay Wilders, you've got the Tyson Furies, the Anthony Joshua's, the Andy Ruiz's. That whole thing, I think, was actually better for boxing. Yes, and, and it's, they're fun to watch. And honestly, I've, I, I've had enough of the Floyd Mayweather circus. Yes. Like, shut that shit down. I don't like Floyd Mayweather. I know nobody likes Floyd Mayweather. No, he doesn't no. even like himself. No. But I don't like Floyd Mayweather. He's he should retire. He should be done. But he'll do another fight. Um, I think he's. I think he's done. I, I don't think, think so. Unless he has some really bad uh, there'll money. Be, there'll be another Conor McGregor fight. Mark my words. <sighs> yeah. It'll happen. Yeah. To, to quote Conor McGregor, "Fuck the Mayweathers." Because <laughs> the the money the money is too attractive. Exactly. And the, the amount of money he makes. I do have to give him props, though, because yeah. he he's at one hundred percent media creation. Yes, but he um, he he was at the forefront of that. He yeah. created the media creation, yeah, so to speak. So and props to that. But, but the fact that he's fifty and zero, yeah, that's you know that's indicative of how good he is. Oh, he he is he's good. But let's let's be honest. Probably twenty five of the that fifty and zero were jabronis. Yeah. So I, well, the, the, he's had a couple. Of, because he kind of changed his style and kind of like he's very intelligent when it comes to boxing. From what from what I've like 
seen. He's smart. Like, he's yeah, very he, scientific. He's smart. He runs a lot, but he's yes, smart. Exactly. Yeah. And good for him. Like he doesn't have any brain injuries. No, yeah. wins a win. Yeah. Yeah. We could be like saying that he's boring, but the and, guy, the guy wins. The guy makes money, and the guy is walking away with no injuries. So. Good for him. But, yeah, he makes a hundred million a fight. Yeah. I mean, you, it's hard to fault him, and he, he has no he, brain he, problems. He, probably. Yeah, he just has a, a, he has this attitude that we dislike. That yeah. is the main thing. He's a prick. That's yeah. all. But we want to see that prick get knocked out. It's like Pr- Prince Nassim Hamid. Right. Yes. Like I, I've told. I think I've told this story on the podcast where my dad would pay for Nassim Hamid's pay per views just to watch him get beaten, and as soon as Barrera knocked out Prince Nassim. He didn't watch another fight. He had one more after that, but he didn't even watch that. He was like, I seen what I need to see. Yeah, it's but, the, it's the old Carney trick. It's it the is. old Carney trick from wrestling. Like everybody wanted to see James Cornette get his ass kicked. Exactly. And and so you worked up to that for the whole year, like, oh he got away this time. That fucking Cornette's gonna get yeah. it. And finally when somebody gets their hands on the little prick, you're it's just orgasmic. And now he's the old man that yells at the clouds. He is. He <laughs> he, he doesn't like a lot of things. So we're going to be right back, and then we're going to basically we're going to explain what a good boxing movie has to have for us, and some of our favorite boxing movies, and we may even mention movies we don't like as much. For sure. Before we take the break, I kind of want to just speak to that that question you initially asked. We kind of went off on a tangent. What I love about boxing, um, like I said, I kind of fell in love with it as a child, but I've gotten to try it a couple times um, in terms of just training, not actual boxing. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the training aspect of it as well. It was it was a lot of fun and works out a lot of aggression. And I have not actually had an official boxing match or anything like that, but I do remember boxing as a child. Uh, not a child, I guess teenagers. My yes. my best friend got boxing gloves. And I'll, I'll tell you this. We'll leave you with this before the break. Two friends should never box each other. No. Because somebody is going to have hurt feelings, basically. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, we will be right back after this. Beaver Does Movies is partnered with Podcoin. Podcoin is an application that allows you to listen to podcasts, but the twist here, ladies and gentlemen, is that you actually get paid. And what this means is when you listen to podcasts, you receive points. And with these points, you will get to check out some awesome items from Amazon gift cards to Starbucks cards. Check it out, guys. iTunes store, Google store, whatever you use, check it out and use the promo code Beaver and you get 300 points and you can just listen to podcasts and get paid for it. Enjoy, guys. And we are back. And so we have decided to discuss about the sweet science uh, in the form of movies. Yes. And so before we start talking about the movies let's talk about like what makes a great boxing movie do you feel great boxing movie in my opinion has to have a really 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 good subplot if the subplot is not good yeah. then it, it it makes the the main character who is generally a hero it makes their motivation weak yes and and thus i don't believe it so yeah. with a boxing movie i have to I have to know what he's fighting for I know that sounds pretty formulaic, but yes. there's a lot of movies, not just boxing movies in general, where at the end of it, you're like, I didn't fucking buy it. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't buy it. So, well, if it's just about the boxing and the whole thing is to build up to the boxing match, it doesn't feel as... No, he has to have a reason because yeah. as humans, we're all driven yes, by, exactly. by things and experiences. Yeah. I, I find often that the best boxing movies have a, a bit of truth to them. 
the, the even when it's been inspired by something or it's an outright based on an actual boxer i tend to agree with you yeah. and a lot of a lot of the boxing movies are actually based on boxers like either, either loosely or you know otherwise yes uh so like for example uh, you've got like raging bull you've got hands of stone you've got uh, what you call it, the fighter. Even the original Rocky, technically, uh, was... The Rocky is based on a, um, like, Muhammad Ali. Um, another another fellow who fought Ali, he was he was nowhere near yeah. Rocky level. Like He was a, a British boxer. He went... Uh, Henry something. And I, I recently did a little bit of research on it. He I don't remember his name either. Henry so, Cooper. Henry, Henry Cooper. And he didn't go the distance, as no. a matter of fact. But he did go 12 rounds. This is when they did ungodly like amount rounds. of 15 12 yeah. or 15 rounds which is still amazing insane I mean, it's insane insane um but he was nowhere near the rocky that was portrayed yeah it, it was uh it was bumped up for the movie which he, he ended he up kinda... getting some money out of it too oh he, yeah he definitely. sued uh stallone oh really and stallone ended up paying him some money for it yeah basically and it, it was just kind of like stallone just paid him money to go away it was, yeah, yeah. they didn't they didn't litigate thanks for the idea here you go fuck off exactly yeah much. i think it was henry cooper and he was like, he was well known in England for like the guy that stood up to my right. to Ali. And uh, another another thing when it comes to boxing is you kind of got to have good cinematography. Yeah, be it you go like the super realistic ESPN HBO boxing style, or you really go like gritty where it's like super close up. You see every hit smashing in the face in slow motion you kind of need that if you can't have that which is when me and you watch gladiator yes that time, that's like that that was not really well done no no, no. there wasn't there, much... there was no impact no in the hits whereas you have something like a rocky a raging bull they have their own different styles rocky the rocky movies did all different styles for other movies sometimes it's super dramatic sometimes it's very very realistic like in rocky balboa he was uh Basically, having an ESPN fight, and to to your point, shot, uh, cinematography wise and and otherwise, shot very beautifully. Yes, um, great angles, and you you felt like you were in the ring. Exactly. Uh, any other um, like precursors that you need before you're watching a boxing movie? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I like it if there's somebody I know in it, but it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, no. if if they've got a good trailer that catches yeah. me because I'm such a sucker for boxing, yes. I'll pretty well watch them all. Yeah, usually if you have Robert De Niro in your boxing movie, guaranteed it's going to be I'm good. In. I'm in, yeah. And you're in, and it's going to be great. Yeah, and Michael B. Jordan, of course, with the with the new Creed movies, oh, fantastic. I, I'm enjoying him a lot. Yeah, although he's, I've heard a couple of interviews, and he seems to be a bit of a mark. But uh, eh. it he's is, enjoying himself. So he's talking. He was talking. Oh, uh, Roy Jones Jr. about yeah about how he was being trained by Rocky, and yeah, and I'm just like. Dude, are you fucking having a mental breakdown right now? Rocky is not a real person. He might have just been Fabian. He might have been. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so let's go into the movies themselves. Yes, let's do it. How about this? You mention a movie, then I will mention a movie, and we'll go from there. So uh, let's pick the first movie on what would you feel is a fantastic boxing movie? Well, if we're going to start like with a real fantastic, a real killer, a real heater... Uh, you obviously have to go with Raging Bull. Yes. Um, I don't know. Martin I, Scorsese. I have, I have a hard time saying what is the best of all time, but it is, it's in the conversation yes. for best of all time for boxing movies. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, based on, uh, what's the name of the boxer? Uh, 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 Jake? No. J- Jake, Jake Lamont? Lamont? 
Jake Lamada. Yeah, Lamada. There yeah, we go. We apologize. Yeah. Um, we're just going off the top of our heads, but we know they're fantastic movies. Uh, Robert De Niro is fantastic in the movie. He's downright scary at times. He's he's very scary, and and you believe him. Like I yeah. feel like he might have been method for this movie. I don't know. He, I don't. I, know. I believe he did. Um, Jake Lamada is a legit boxer too. He is. Yeah, like, he's yeah. An, a real person, and they took his life and. Um, like Joe Pesci is amazing. That one scene when Lamar and his like psychosis is screaming at Pesci, "Did you fuck my wife?" Yeah, it's it, insane. It's insane, and he's. I like how he is both a heel or bad guy yeah. and a baby face. Like yeah. it's he, it's kind of it's a pendulum. And even though the movie is in black and white, it's it's shot so beautifully. Every you won't f- notice. You uh, honestly, I didn't watch it until I would say yeah. maybe five ten years ago. Yeah, and. I was into it. I didn't even notice that it was black and white. You, you kind of get you sucked in. You'll get. You'll be into yeah. it. That was my kind of initial because I was a bit of an idiot when I was a teen. I was like, I'm not watching a black and white movie. Yeah. But then I watched it and I draw it. And I was like, Oh, that movie was in black and white. Yeah. Like uh, I, I could swear I could see like red. Robert De Niro. There we go. Robert De Niro uh, was fantastic as Jake Lamada. Joe Pesci was amazing. Directed by Martin Scorsese. At, Scorsese and De Niro when they're together are always amazing. You've got Scorsese, De Niro, and Pesci. What more? Exactly. What more could you ask for in a boxing movie? It's gritty. It's uh, it's exactly. really good. Um, another boxing movie. We I'm actually going to go it. Oh, go, go ahead now because yeah. uh, it involves Robert De Niro. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Grudge Match. I love Grudge Match. I, to be honest, uh, it's not. Let's let's be honest. It's not fantastic. It's not Raging Bull. It's not uh, Rocky, but it is a good popcorn. Yeah, popcorn movie. And it was it was basically sold on the premise of Raging Bull versus Rocky. Exactly, Raging Bull yeah. meets Rocky. It's a, it's a very like popcorn kickback. De Niro was a little bit old. Yeah. for it, but he got ripped. He yeah. got in great shape for it. Uh, Sylvester Stallone taking all the steroids. Well, St- Stallone's taking everything, and yeah. I, I think De Niro. By the looks of him, he might have got on something himself, but he looked he looked St- fantastic. I swear, Stallone's like a, a centaur now with the amount of horse steroids that he takes. He, he, the HGH that guy has got in his system, I, oh. I don't know. He he may he might he might surprise us and outlive yeah. everybody. But um, like it's it's not memorable, but I do remember enjoying it. But it's one of those where it kind of passes me by. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's nowhere near the top of the list for no, sure, no but it's fun. And I mean, if you're a guy and you want to watch a boxing movie, but you want to watch it maybe with your girl, yeah. that's a good movie to watch. Exactly. If you if, want to... if your girl's not into blood and guts yeah. and just wants to enjoy herself, exactly. th- there's a movie for you to watch. So since we've gone from Raging Bull and we've gone to Grudge Match, let's get into the third movie, which involves these two. And let's go into Rocky. Okay. So the first Rocky... Uh, it was a really good movie. Uh, the story is that Sylvester Stallone was down on his luck and he saw the Henry Cooper fight. Right. And then decided to write a script based on it. Yeah. And I mean, his story, that story of him, uh, it's very famous now, but he ended up selling his dog yes. in order to you know get some cash in order to, to get this stuff together. And he ended up buying the dog back for yeah. an ungodly sum of money, but because he made his money, he made his he made his money, and he he did Rocky his way. The, the he had it sold to the to the studios, and they wanted James Caan yes. to, to play Rocky, and he famously said, "I'd rather bury it in my backyard and let the worms play Rocky." <laughs> yeah, and so basically, he managed to like get a lower budget for the movie as long as he could play it, and the whole movie, the whole build up. 
is fantastic. He got nothing for the movie, really. Yeah. Even back then, like yeah. the amount of money he got for it, he got next to nothing. Yeah. But he got to have his freedom. Yeah, his creative freedom, and it launched him. And and it's why sometimes giving the director the freedom works rather than studio interference. Yes, it like, will. It would, would, it's his story. Like, like I mean, would Rocky it. be? as famous if James Caan absolutely not no disrespect to James Caan great actor yeah definitely not it would have been a one and done in my opinion yep and the world would be a much worse place oh it would be and like like I said Rocky is lightning in the bottle everything just worked out and he managed to replicate it too he did over and over and even in the most recent ones he he has been able to sort of capture that feeling which is really something I was worried about when I heard about the Creed series kind of being I was I was worried too how are they going to capture that Feeling. And they managed to do it because they made it its own thing. Yes. Um, like Rocky 2 is kind of a continuation. I really like how they made Apollo Creed more of a bad guy. Yeah. Because he was embarrassed. And, you know, he, with the way he acts and the way he does his entrances and stuff like that, it's believable. Yes. It's believable that he would want to get the man to fight him again. Yes. Yeah. And then 3 and 4, even though they're lesser movies compared to the first two yeah they're they're still good they're still amazing yeah because they're a product of the time and it's a fantastic time and four i mean four is they killed off uh apollo in I, four and uh, three the, uh, mickey died in three yeah apollo, apollo in died four. in four and killing off apollo in my opinion i th- that was a gut wrencher yeah and i almost wish they hadn't in a yes. way but also i see it where it's like there's you can't there's nothing else yeah you, you could do with it yeah and, it, and it seemed like every movie they were just killing off different characters it's gonna get schmaltzy if yeah. if they had kept him around it's it tears me up right now even to say it some, but honestly some of my favorite acting was in the third one when mickey dies yeah when like he's not making any sense but considering mickey was kind of a father figure to him yeah like it, it makes 100 percent sense Com- completely like he's he's broken and he's broken down and I love it because then you get Apollo Creed going I'm going to train you to and it's fantastic and most of the iconic like icons uh, imagery is from those two movies yep like the trunks you know the the like, running on the, the beach run, together the, the the very homoerotic running on the beach the short shorts the montages yes the montages like some of the I, I whenever I'm at the gym, I'm pretty much playing music from those two movies. Yeah, to get yourself jacked yeah. up. Yeah, like that fourth Rocky. Like people complain that is a collection of montages. Who gives a fuck? They're good montages. Yeah. So. And then number five. You know what? I think a lot of people shit on number five. I kind of liked it. I just would have. I wouldn't have done it. The the blow off at the end yeah. as a street fight. They should have had a proper boxing match. Exactly. Instead of a street fight. The rest yeah. of the movie, if you just pretend yeah. that they blow it off as a boxing match, now look at the earlier part of the movie. Yeah. It hangs together well. It would have been so much better. You really should they really should have had that where he accepts the fight. Uh but apparently like the big thing was that Rocky Five was meant to end with Rocky dying. Yes, and yep. uh, I'm wondering if they did that, and they were actually going to have the proper boxing match, and then it ends up beating uh, Tommy Gunn, and then yep. ends up dying in the corner, which is based on like this uh, famous Japanese uh, manga called um, a, it's something Joe. It's like Japanese words Joe, yep. and it's like a long, long running manga, and it's about a boxer. And then at the end of the series, he manages to beat the heavyweight champion, and as like. He gave up. He He's not getting out of the stool. 
we won. And the guy and the the boxer Joe is just sitting in the corner dead. Yeah. And with a smile on his face. That's awesome. I'd like to I'd like to check that. I don't know what a manga is. It sounds like you're trying to say it's mango. A, it's a Japanese co- um like comic book. Right. So I will forward it to you, but it's just a fantastic way to end a series, especially with Rocky because He's someone that takes way too many punches. You got the whole brain damage of four, and I think he would have met a, a satisfying conclusion. Although I'm kind of glad that they didn't do it because we wouldn't have gotten what followed. Here's what's messed up, though. I'm hearing, and you probably have heard this, that he's trying to get another Rocky movie together, not a Creed movie, a Rocky movie. I thought he, I thought he retired the character. That's what I thought too. Yeah. I don't understand. Like I, I keep hearing these rumblings about yeah. it. About Sylvester Stallone trying to do another Rocky movie, not yeah. a Creed movie. Mm. So I don't know. Like I feel like that's a bad idea because the end of the last movie was a good place. A great swan song. A, yeah, a great place to leave it. Yeah. I mean, we all want it. Like when he had his heart attack in Creed, um, or was it? He didn't have a heart attack. He had a cancer scare. That's that's was and, it. And he had to go for a chemo. Is that why he can't? Is that why he collapsed? Was the it was yes. okay? I I thought it was heart attack for some reason. I, but you're right, it was cancer. Yeah, um, which he managed to beat. Which he managed to Rocky when beat he had, cancer. When, but when he had that, it was like he was training, and you and you almost like you were almost yeah. getting that old feeling, like yeah, here we yeah. go. And then all, and all of a sudden, it's just all the air comes out of the tires, mm. basically. Yeah. And I thought that was just so perfect. I mean, it, it, it was. It's a letdown to your heart, and, but it's and it was fantastic because he refused to get back in the ring. Put, and just watched him celebrate. And that was like the perfect ending. But going back to number five, um, you know the final fight? Mm-hmm. You know who choreographed that? No. Terry Funk. Really? Terry Funk choreographed that whole final fight. Well, that... And that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Because yeah. I never even knew that or thought of that. But it that you know now that I think of it, that has Terry Funk written yeah. all over it. and it's fantastic. I, I, I also enjoy the last bit where the Don King character goes, touch me in a suit, and he uppercuts him onto a car. I hated that character and loved that character. Yeah. I mean, like the character did he, he exactly was what he was... Yeah, he did exactly yeah. what he was supposed to. Considering the time as well when he was prevalent, he's... Jackie Charles. Yes. Yeah. Is, that, is that his name? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, that's not his name. I Is it? Is it not the same guy who no, plays not ja- the, Jackie Charles on I, Seinfeld? No, it's not. It's somebody it's, else. They, it's the same delivery, though. Like, it is. You know, like, it's Malifus or whatever, yeah. you know. And then we have Rocky Balboa, which was like a return to form. I really like that they had kind of back to basics. Mm-hmm. That Rocky Five, I think pretty much uh, Rocky Balboa is the real Rocky. Yes. Rocky Five. Because it's back to basics. Uh, Adrian's dead. He has to deal with uh, her brother. And that, that was... Excellent. I mean, I was at first when I heard that there, you know, Adrian was going to be dead. I was like, uh, she's still I, alive. I don't know. Like she's, uh, uh, she, like she's needed for that. But they, he didn't need her for the story. And it I added, it added to the drama. It too. did, and I, I don't know the full backstory of it. Like I almost wonder whether uh, he actually mentions was, that he just kind of wanted to add some extra drama. I, I and al- that his wife being dead, yeah. would have added it, and would have added the the lonely aspect. I almost wonder though if if it's something where he like asked, "Would you be up for another Rocky?" and and she was like, "No." I know they tried that with Apollo to get him in like um, kind of flashbacks. Yeah, and he. It, wanted too much money but i think he actually took her out not because she was bad or anything or no, like no. an issue it's just 
it called the story called for it. I, I wish Carl, Carl Weathers did do that though. The yeah. flashbacks because oh. that is what those movies I'm are still, missing. I'm still waiting. Like if they do a free, uh, like a Creed free. Yeah, I want to see like a flashback or a flashback or something or, or a ghost. A ghost. I, I would. It would be implausible, but a false ghost of uh, Apollo Creed. Why not? Yeah, why not? Seeing his son, it would, it would be perfect. Get up, son. Yeah. Get up. Exactly. You're a Creed. Get, Get up, up, you son of a bitch. Yeah, whatever. You know, Because Apollo loves you. Exactly. You can't do... You can't, Mickey is long dead. Exactly. But, but he, somehow the ghost of Mickey is in Apollo 2. <laughs> I mean, we could write a really terrible Rocky movie right there now where it's senior citizen Rocky in some sort of weird boxing tag yeah. team match with... Michael B. Jordan, and they both get knocked down, and they both have ghosts talking to them. <laughs> get up, son. Get up, you bum. And then Rocky gets superpowers because the ghost of Apollo Creed possesses him, so he has like a better jab. Exactly. That's exactly what <laughs> um, I'm talking about. But... And then they switch over to the Creed movies, and I love the first one. I did, too. I the... like the second one as well, but the first one really... Um... Like as, a, as like an opener to a, a whole new series, it's amazing. And the second one, the first one was uh, was awesome. The yeah. second one was really good, but I felt like they were getting a little bit too precious. Yeah, yes, I, I felt like they kind of didn't jump the shark, but they're getting close. Yeah, uh, I, I felt like it, it was a sequel. But the thing was, when I when I saw the first movie, my my first one was like, after this movie's done. Ivan Drago better be in the second one. Yes. Yes. And, you know, honestly, after the second one, I want to see more Ivan Drago. I don't think we will, but... I want to see a spin-off with, with that family. Yes. Like, that, the, the whole characterization with uh, Ivan Drago, his son... There's and so much his, meat there, the way they leave it at the end and, of the movie uh, where... What was it Bridget Nielsen? Yes. Yeah, that, that whole thing... Yeah. was amazing. I want to see like a spin-off with them. Like, and it's so easily done. In the end of the yeah. movie, like it sets it up so well where Apollo's yeah. been this uncaring prick yeah. the whole movie. And at the end, he's, he goes running with his son and he's kind of, he's comforting him. And it's like, yeah. okay, you've humanized him. Now we can have a movie. Yeah. You know, but I don't know if we'll ever see that. Uh, St- Stallone yeah. might. He likes money. He does. But uh, like, even Dolph Lundgren, like he can be decent in movies, but he's not often. Um, he needs Stallone. Any yeah. anything he's ever been decent in has been with Stallone, more or less. Johnny Mnemonic, as the, I guess so. Yeah, as that, the Jesus, that's true. Like the robotic Jesus, that, he's that, amazing. That's true. But if you think about it, he was even though the Expendables is generally just shite. Yeah, he was pretty good in that. Yeah. Uh, Universal Soldier is fantastic yeah. with Van Damme. He kind of needs. It doesn't need to be the focus. He needs to be like. He needs to be a supporting character, but he needs to be the standout. Yes. And that's what he's done with a lot yeah. of a lot of those movies. Like, like I said, the whole sto- like the whole like tr- relationship between like Dolph Lundgren, well, Ivan Drago, his son, and Bridget Nielsen was fantastic. That final scene when he looks over and his mom is gone because he's losing, yeah, it's heartbreaking. It is, and there's meat on the bone there. Yeah, there's and meat like, on the bone for then more. Even like the whole Adonis Creed thing, I really like his development where he's like an aggressive fighter. And like the cinematography is amazing too. That that whole one track shot yep. where he walks into the ring, fights, then leaves, is amazing. And yeah, I, I can't even fathom how they I, did that. The one disappointing thing I had with those two movies is you know when they go to that like junker training hall, yep. like that in the desert. Clubber mm-hmm. uh, Lang should have been the trainer. Yes, the, like that was that was like prime to have Clubber Lang just f- training people in the desert. That was like. Perfect. Yeah, at least that he just made a bit of money and he's just training people because for the that's next. exactly what he would do, and that's that the way character he, would do. That's the way he trained. Yes, and so um, 
let's get the Rocky talk out of the way because we're pretty much like eating up. The- <laughs> we're eating up the time just in Rocky, but when it comes down to it, Rocky, the whole series is boxing. Yeah, and I mean, we could we could talk about a lot of other movies, and we will. Yes. But the Rocky Rocky def- defines the boxing movie. Yeah, exactly. And when you think boxing, you think Rocky. So you have to you have to dedicate time yeah. to it. So um, let's go away from some of the serious movies, and there's a couple of uh, comedy ones mm-hmm. right now. Um, I know you got one, but let me start yeah, you go. first. Uh, Great White Hype. Not seen it. Okay, so it's um, it stars Damon Wayans, Samuel Jackson, John Lovitz, Jeff Goldblum. Like the the list on this movie is fantastic. I mean, you have me right there. Samuel Jackson plays a Don King like character, and Damon Wayans is the Mike Tyson. Yeah, and he's beating the shit out of everybody in pay per views, so it's making the pay per views drop. You know that makes it really makes sense. Uh, before I let you go any further, it really kind of makes sense that Damon Wayans would play that character yeah. since he did a Mike Tyson character on In it, Living Color. Exactly, he's pretty much Mike Tyson. Yeah, and so they decide. Oh, we don't want you fighting this guy, Marvin Shabazz, who's played by the uh, the guy from The Shield, you know, the black cop that mm-hmm. ended up murdering yep. people. He's the cop, and his manager is played by Jamie Foxx. Oh, cool. And so they decide to make their own one. And the biggest pay-per-view results was when a black guy fought a white guy. And they find a white guy, played by Peter Berg. Uh, who, Peter Berg, wow. P- Peter Berg. That's some casting. Yeah, and he, knock- he knocked out Damon Wayans' character... When they were in the amateurs, so they decide to make themselves, and it's going through all the pizzazz of the big fight. I won't spoil the ending, but it's in a hilarious movie with a great cast. And I'll try and find it for you. And I'll probably send it. You. It's on the list. It's on the list. It's but on the it's list such now. it's such a fun comedy movie, just because it's like you see the cast like, holy shit, he's in it. He's in it. He's in it. it the movie has a really great uh, quote. It's uh, laugh, and the whole world will laugh with you. But my dad says says that, and he says, cry, and I'll give you something to cry about, you little bastard. Yeah, that is a great, and that is a line that I got yeah. as a child. And I'll give you something to cry about. And, like, Jeff Goldblum is fantastic. He's so slimy, too. Yeah. He's not, like, the suave dude he is now. He's such a slime ball in this movie. There's a, even though Jeff Goldblum's kind of, like, listening to him is kind of fun. Yeah. Because he's all over the place. Uh, there's kind of, like, an undercurrent of slime ball anyways. Yeah. But so, it's kind of, like, a fun. It's, yeah. Yeah. And so you have a movie that I recommended to you as well. Uh, which one? Which one are you talking about? Digstown. Digstown. Yes. yes. Okay. So I was going to go to another one, but yeah, Digstown, nineties um, movie. I would say. Yes. Ninety. Like early nineties. Yeah, I think it was ninety-two. Yeah. Ninety-two ish. Um, fantastic movie. Love it. Uh, James recommended that to me about I want to say seven or eight years ago. Yeah. And the basic plot, without giving too much away is uh, there's this huckster who goes into town and fixes boxing matches, and he's got his heater, uh, this guy who comes in and does the boxing, who's amazing, but he's kind of, he just, he, he doesn't really box full-time. Yeah, the, the huckster's played by James Woods, James and Woods, yeah. Lewis Gossett Jr. is the, uh, the... The ringer. The ringer. Yeah, and fantastic movie. I haven't seen it since James recommended it to me for seven, year, seven years ago, so I might have to get you to... To uh, flesh it out a bit, and it was actually based on a uh, an actual thing, uh, not like the whole um, con man trying to have his heater and everything. But it was based on George Foreman challenging like five people in a row to show Muhammad Ali that he should be the next challenger. 
and it had right. where Muhammad Ali was on on commentary, just mouthing off the entire time. So yeah, I, I, Digstown. I just did a quick refresher on it, and basically uh, James Khan's character. I won't give away too much, but he gets out of out of jail, and he's a, he's a, he's a con man essentially. Yes. So he, he he gets this con going with um, Louis Gossett Jr. Louis, 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 Louis Gossett Jr. There we yeah. go. Yeah, uh, it's hard to say fast, but he's also got his partner in crime, Fitz. Yes, played by Oliver Platt. Uh, yes, Oliver Platt. And so, yeah, fantastic movie. Um, in terms of where I'd rate it on boxing movies, Midland. Midland. It's a, a Midland movie. Yeah, but it, it's it, not. It's more about the hustle than it is the boxing. Boxing is more of a background, but it's in the it's in the front of the movie. And uh, the stuff between Lewis Gossett Jr. and uh, James Woods is fantastic. Well, when James Woods is, Woods is trying to convince him to yes. to do this hustle, yeah, that's the most entertainment. Uh, in the movie. Oh, definitely. It's so good. Yeah, so do you have any uh, other movies? Yes, one that you've not seen, Cinderella Man. Yes. Um, fantastic movie, Russell Crowe. Yeah. I almost forgot his name. I uh, Anytime I forget Russell Crowe's name, I think, who was the guy who threw the telephone at, the, at, the, <laughs> <laughs> at his room service person? Which, I actually just found out about Russell Crowe that uh, when he was uh, about to win the Oscar for Gladiator, that he was actually threatened by Al-Qaeda. Really? And so for three years, he had a full FBI personnel guarding him, and they refused to tell him, like, anything. Apart from, like, your life has been friend, they just told him, we're, we're watching you for the next three years. No wonder he's throwing phones at people. Exactly. I would, I would too. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of tense, tense nature with that. Imagine you're, you're banging your wife or something, Yeah. and you, you look outside and you see a guy in black with black yeah. shades and... Um, but yeah, Cinderella Man. Carry on, sir. Yes, I could go. I could go down that that path all night. Um, Cinderella Man, fantastic movie, two thousand five. Based on a true story. Based on a true story of a boxer in the thirties who, who, uh, who was fighting. He was, you know, right up there, ranked real high in the world, and he just kind of had a series of injuries yeah. that he didn't allow to heal. He kept, he kept, he tried to fight through. You know, that thirties sort of yeah. mentality. Um, rather, I believe. It was the twenties and then the thirties is when he had his comeback. Especially around then, they would they would like be fine. Like, well, he was rich. I mean, he was rich. He was well taken care of. He had a mansion. He had all this stuff. He had made all these investments. That it were, was just a fine spirit. And then when the thirties came, uh, you know, he'd fought through the twenties into the thirties, and he just experienced so many injuries that that was it. He, wow. He, they he lost his boxing license. He couldn't box anymore because he was getting his ass kicked because of these injuries. Yeah. So he went to work. I mean, the 30s happened and he lost everything. He's uh, living in the slums. He yeah. went to work, trying to work on the docks and stuff like that. And all of a sudden he get he gets an opportunity for a exhibition match. Okay. And he does it just for the money. He gets in the shape yeah. as well, best he can. Kind of like a Rocky kind of situation? C- kind of, but it's, 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 it's more, uh, more life or death. Like you feel it more because this is what actually happened. Yeah. And he ends up winning the exhibition match. Oh, wow. And all of a sudden, now he's got a little juice, and he works hard to get it. Eventually, he gets his boxing license, and he works his way back up to win oh. the heavyweight championship of the world. Oh, wow. And this guy is based off of a real real fellow. James Braddock was the guy's name. And yeah, it's, it's a fantastic movie. But the subplot, like I mentioned when we started this, the subplot is really what is the main character in this movie, the, the, his family. I believe Renee Zellweger is his wife. Oh, wow. Um, and how, how he's really doing it for his family. And an interesting story about this guy, 
he ended up after his boxing career was over he went back to being a laborer and he was one of the men who built the golden gate bridge in san francisco oh geez uh he, he worked right into the 19 late 1950s oh wow so um that's, that's pretty that's pretty insane he's a he was a hard grafter yeah he's yeah, very uh interesting but you need you need to see the movie yeah i'm adding it to my list all right sounds yes. good uh so let's go into a, a like a bad boxing movie okay, shall we let's do that um i found one and uh it was actually uh, if you want to get like the full lowdown uh i did an episode with stefan richard where we did undisputed um it sounds great on paper but it was just boring because like we said like choreography wise shit terrible and it was all being built up to it and it just didn't do well the story i didn't care even though the premise was good like the build-up to it was terrible it starred uh, wesley snipes and ving reigns well uh, ving, there, there you are ving um both great actors in my opinion oh really yeah. I, I would disagree uh wesley snipes um He's mostly known as an action star, but when he does like serious movies, he's pretty good. Uh, New Jack City, for example, Jungle Fever. Yep. So he's and then Ving Rhames, his whole thing in Pulp Fiction is amazing. Ving Rhames uh, is good in the right role. Exactly. Yeah. And so in this role, he was the Mike Tyson because this was around the time when Mike Tyson went to prison, and so on. Wrote a story about what would happen. Yeah. Okay. I I'm looking at it. I'm looking it up right now. I I did see this a very very long time ago. Yeah. Um. I did not enjoy it. No. I I felt it never got on its feet. No. The uh, movie never got on its it feet. It had like a lot of problems. Uh, I really wish they just made it like instead of this weird underground box, and it was just like an exhibition that people were interested in, and like Wesley Snipes' character was good from the get go. But they made him too peacekeeping, and they made Ving Rhames too much of an asshole. Yeah, they it did. Was, it was, it was, it was too clear cut. It was, was yeah. It was a long time ago that I watched it, but I remember feeling like I didn't feel like Ving Rhames' character was humanized. No, at all. No, he was too much of a robot a, prick, a dick. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they took uh, the stories about Mike Tyson and just just blanketed it rather than having an interesting story about how he, he doesn't understand what's going on and, like, he's a bit scared, so he's be, being an outward ass, asshole. But instead, they kind of do this weird thing where uh, Peter Falk is, like, a mafia super boss that can get people released, no no, no issue. Yeah. If they win a fight, because he, he super loves boxing. Weird aside, uh, not related to this movie, but related to Mike Tyson, isn't it weird how we all love Mike Tyson now, all of a sudden? We mean you've mentioned this, that people change. and They, I, they do. I think that's an example. Uh, like It is an example, but I, I just I don't mean like, like I like him. Yeah. But I think it's weird in our current climate where yeah. it seems like you're written off. Yeah. How Mike Tyson has somehow been able to... I think it's because he's been honest. Like, yeah. he, he, he released a book. And he didn't shy away. He didn't bullshit. He says, I, I grew too fast. I lost a mentor at my peak. And it turned me into a monster. Yeah. And then from there, I got hard into drugs. Yeah. And, it, it just, I don't know. This I, this, I, I, this day and age, it seems like yeah. there's no forgiveness no matter I, I, what. I still think that uh, people hold him in contempt. But I find it's because he was open and honest. And he... 
he admits his faults. And he's a different guy now, for he, sure. He's 100% a different guy. Yeah. And so that's that's the way I see it, is that he's, like I said, he's mentioned on why why he did what he did. And he says that, you know, you shouldn't forgive me for that, but I went through some shit. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, I think that's why people appreciate I, it. I just thought it was an interesting thing to, to note, because uh, there's not a lot of forgiveness out there in the world right now. I know. And, uh, and once you, it seems like one strike and you're out. Exactly, so. whereas I, I really appreciate like Mike Tyson for everything he's done for boxing and also like he's a great example of someone post-boxing too to look like him and George Foreman and Lennox Lewis are pretty much like free guys to look to to be for post-boxing especially Mike Tyson with what he went through Mike, like, Mike Tyson is a cautionary tale though because yeah. it could have been very different like yeah. he had poor management he is he is the poster child for what not to do no and also what to do yes so he's got he's got he contains multitudes there because he was flat broke yeah a- after and he was he was like destroyed by don king exactly don king is a absolute prick a scumbag and a scumbag and a charlatan yeah and any other thing that you can apply to yeah him. um and he took and he did that to more than um, just mike tyson and so yeah speaking of uh don king there was a don king movie Mm, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's a HBO biopic, and Don King was played by Bing Rains. Wow! Yeah, there, that's a roundabout. And it, yeah, I actually just remembered it just and, then. And and what did you think of it? Um, Bing Rains was fantastic. It was very uh, skewed to Bing Rains, but it did show his violent side too, which was very interesting. And and was do you, do you feel like it was an honest depiction? I feel that I feel those stuff held back on how much of a scumbag he really is. They have to hold back yeah. some of it because Cause it was all done with his uh, narration in between, like Bing Rhames as Don King, yeah. speaking to the camera. It was very interesting to like see his psyche, but it held. Uh, you can see that he was a producer on it, and that he held back. I enjoyed it for what it was, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't what it should have been. No, I mean, well, Don King is a sociopath, yeah. so I mean, you, and, you you can't necessarily. And then also speaking of HBO, you also got the Mike Tyson biopic. Yeah, the Mike... played brilliantly by my Michael Jai White. Yes, like he was really good. Like he managed to get the squeaky voice. He wasn't as big as Tyson, but he managed. No, to... but Tyson was unnaturally big. Yes, like he when he was at his height, like, he was so gassed up. Well, yeah, but when he was thirteen, yeah, like he was gigantic. Yeah, Huge. that that wasn't gas. Not then, no. Yeah, uh, not then for sure. And but I defy anybody who tells me he was not on yeah. the gas at some point. And then but, go and going from like biopics as well, uh, the Muhammad Ali movie. Well, you talk about Ali itself. Ali, yeah. yeah, Ali was a good movie. I will. Fantastic. Will Smith. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it in a while, and I mostly forgot it. But the one takeaway from it was that Will Smith as Ali is an amazing thing that they've done. He was a great. He yeah. was Will Smith played a great Ali. My recollection of it, and I, I have to say, it's probably a little spotty as well. But my recollection of Ali is that they got a little bit. To, they laid it on a little bit too thick with the subplot, like, uh, like the family stuff. Like, yeah, there's a there's a fine line to walk. You have to have some of that, yeah. but they laid it on a little bit thick. I've, I I think a good life would have been like him draft dodging, and like the switch from Cassius to Ali would have been because the 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 one that I really liked about Ali was the HBO. Uh, have you seen the HBO documentary? Uh, no, and I, I have craves. So I might they, check it out. They play um, actual tapes of Ali calling his his daughter and talking to her oh, wow. and stuff like that. And they talk about his training camp oh. that he started and all this stuff. But they somehow 
I guess Ali recorded his phone calls. Who knows? Yeah. I, I, you know what I, I would have fucking loved? If they did uh, Ali versus Antonio Inoki. Yes. That whole debacle. That was a debacle. Yeah, and yeah. it would have it made for an intro. Because it's pretty much, that was like considered the first mixed martial arts fight. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Uh, it, it almost happened between Lawler and uh, Elvis. But yes. Elvis died. Yeah. Prick. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that that would have been such an over show. I don't know how. Yeah, like that would have broken records. It would have broken records. I don't know how well it would have went because Elvis was a, a pudge at the time. Oh, he. But he was. The story was that he was trying to get into shape for it. So if he had have gotten into shape for it, that would have been interesting because Elvis was real country. And I know we're not talking about boxing now, but this is an interesting story. He was Elvis was a real country, and he loved wrestling. He used to get snuck into into the venues on the side of the oh, wow. of the arena where there was just a curtain, and he would watch from behind the curtain. The Memphis shows, the Memphis shows. Like so he was aware of Jerry Lawler. And like the thing with boxing is as well is like going back into boxing, um, they've won Oscars. There's been a, quite a few Oscar winning. Movies, uh, The Fighter, uh, Christian Bale's performance as Mickey Ward's brother. Yeah, that, that, that's a good one that you brought up. I forgot yeah. about that one. That yeah. is a really good movie. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg really played the character well. And I think he actually has like, you can see that he admires him even before he did the movie. Yeah, I uh, that movie is, I almost forgot about that. Yeah. It's a good, good call because yeah. that is really, really good. When he dives out the window because they're coming in to get him. Exactly. Yeah. Onto that he's, mattress, and he's got the whole fucking gimmick worked out where the mattress is outside so he can do that. Yeah, find ahead. So, it's so good. And like, it's based on a true story, which yeah. is scary. And then... Um, Meth will you, fuck you up, kids. Exactly. And then you've also got Million Dollar Baby. Yep. Uh, I like that movie. I'm not as in love with it as everybody else. Yeah. But I liked it. and I, But it's more... I think it's because people are expecting like a girl... Girl, girl Rocky. But then it, it like in the middle of the movie, it turns into like a drama about... Should you know? Should she live with what she's living? Yeah, and I mean it's good. It's really good. It's almost not a boxing movie because of that. Yeah, but I mean it's still pretty boxing heavy. It's a movie with boxing, not a movie about boxing. It's hard to not like anything that Clint Eastwood's in, honestly, because oh, he's fantastic. Definitely, I'm just uh, checking, and I'm on Google right now checking boxing movies. Right. And I'm thinking we should finish on one last one. Okay. This just because is... it's stupid. Okay. Uh, Real Steel. Apparently that's a boxing movie. Oh my. Do you remember that movie? I, I do not. It's the Hugh Jackman Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. Oh fuck. Now I, <laughs> I remember that now. Yes. Yeah. So th- that apparently is a boxing movie, which makes sense. Uh, apparently he's an ex-boxer. That wasn't that long ago. Um, let me take Was a, it like yeah. 2010? 2010, I believe. Uh, let me take a look. I can't, let's see. They were robots. 2011. 2011. Okay, yeah, that movie was... I I can't say. I didn't watch it. But, okay. but it, it didn't sell me. Po- uh, it's a fun popcorn flick, but as a boxing movie, it's the worst. Yeah. It is the worst movie. And then honorable mentions go to... I'm just going to give a list of everything. So we've got uh, Against uh, or against the Ropes. Uh, we've got uh, Fat City. We've got Fighting. We've got The Boxer with, with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, what else have we We got? previously did a podcast on Gladiator. Previously. Fantastic. Uh, and then also Southport. 
and also Hans of Stone. Oh, Southpaw! I almost forgot about that. Yeah, one. that's a that's a really good movie too. And Hans of Stone is uh, based on Roberto Duran, yeah, who, who is a uh, he's famous for fighting Irish Mickey Ward, who Mark Wahlberg fought. Right, and uh, that movie actually has Robert De Niro as the trainer. Fucking De Niro, it's yeah, just popping up everywhere. Yeah, he loves boxing. Apparently, I I don't I don't doubt it. He, I mean, it's he's past his prime for it now, but yeah. But, he's now in the trainer phase. Yeah, like he could be the new Mickey. Exactly. If, there if you go. Sylvester Stallone really wants to do another Rocky. Yeah. There's your cast. That would be hilarious. So thank you for coming on, Chris. I'm um, happy to do it, man. Yeah, I recently did your podcast uh, available where right now. podcasts are. Yep. I mentioned in the last one, but I figured I'd make a mention. By the by the time this come out, it's probably got a bit of dust on it. But uh, definitely check it out. It's a really um, personal conversation that me and you had. Yeah, and you, it was you, fantastic. We, we get right down to it, and yeah. I would love it if you all checked it out. Uh, I'm on Instagram, not yet named podcast, yeah. and on Facebook, search not yet named podcast. The Instagram is kind of where I do my most of my business, although I, the Facebook's active as well. Yeah, and we are like James said on all of your favorite podcast providers: exactly. Apple, Google, Stitcher, and so on. If if Google actually uploads it, yeah, Google, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I, let me just. I want to take a moment to say, fuck you, Google podcasts you fucking idiots get an rrs feed so the podcast will fucking upload okay sorry okay you okay i'm good you gotta get me kicked off google as well yeah you got you got me fired up and speaking of so uh beaver does movies on instagram that's the main feed where if you want to get your information on like upcoming episodes or just generally what i'm doing i'm doing uh, daily uploads with different stuff i'm gonna be recommending movies movies i've never seen upcoming episodes er- you name it, it's going to be on that feed. Uh, we do regular stories. Every time I do something, there'll be a, a new story to check out. A Beaver does on Twitter. Um, I don't check it as much, uh, but I do like browse sometimes. Honestly, sometimes. I, I have the Twitter, but I believe I'm getting rid of it. So yeah, yeah, I, I just I, I just have it for the podcast. It's, it's I I have a podcast for the or I have it for my podcast yeah. as well. But I think I'm going to drop it because I'm seeing most interaction on the Facebook and, hey. the, and the Instagrams. Beaver does movies at gmail.com If you want to send an email or an inquiry, if you want to be a guest, we can uh, arrange something right there and then. And uh, jwalkersucks.com for the website. Uh, end of the year, it will be switching to beaverdoesmovies.com, but it's not available yet. I will send the word as soon as it's ready. And uh, thank you very much for coming on, Chris. Yeah, and I think at this point, I'm no longer a guest. I'm more of like a guest star. Kind yeah, of how they had yeah. like Andy Kaufman was a guest star at Taxi. You're a reg. I'm a reg, yeah. You're a reg. Uh, yeah, you're definitely a regular. I, I have my boys now when it comes to... When it comes to me needing an episode, you're one of the main guys that I come and talk to. Happy to do it. Yeah, thank you very much, Chris. And uh, t- check you later, guys. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a fun and unique fundraising alternative? Ditch the frozen cookies, holiday calendars, and bingo balls. Have your sports team, organization, or nonprofit raise some real dough by trying a Quizzler's Quiz Night fundraising alternative. Quizlers is a 12-round fun and interactive quiz game experience. Teams are formed and compete against one another on a variety of exciting topics. It's interactive. It's social. It's trivia. Follow us on Facebook by searching at Quizlers, on Instagram at Quizlers Winnipeg, or call us today at 204-793-4202. Mention the discount code BeaverDoesMovies to receive 15% off your next Quizlers booking.